0: Second run. Yes, you're listening to Sick or Not. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, Dee Simon. uh Harrison still is in rehab, but I heard he might be getting out this weekend. He uh, texted me the other day, said. He's probably gonna he was supposed to get out on Sunday, but now he's gonna be staying till Tuesday because he met some chick. It's like I swear to God, like rehab. You go to rehab, it's like a resort. You get to hang out. Sure, you can't do drugs, which is probably a good thing. But uh you get to like meet all these hot girls, especially rehab in LA. I mean the guy was saying that he's he's made all these industry contacts. He's like, It's the best way to network. Go to rehab. So, yeah, who knows? Anyway, he's gonna be back next week. He called the show a little later, so uh we'll get to hear from Harrison. Um, but this week, uh, I have two guest hosts. Uh, right here in the studio live is guest host uh, Brian, the vegan black metal chef.
1: Greetings, sick and wrong listeners. I'm the <laughs> vegan black metal chef.
0: Happy to have you here, man. Yeah, Thank Thanks you. for coming on the show. And uh, a little bit later, we have comedian Matt Kirshen, uh doing some sick and wrong news. So... So should I call you Brian or just vegan black metal chef, VBMC? What do you way, go by? Either way is fine. I go by whatever, <laughs> whatever you call me. Hey, hey you. Hey, hey you. All right. Well, Brian, um, you know, I was looking at your site and I saw that uh, you. Uh well, I guess it's not new, but you recently published a cookbook, The Satanic Spellbook. Satanic Spellbook. Yes, that is correct. The <laughs> ultimate vegan cookbook, The Satanic Spellbook. And you were showing it to me earlier, dude. That is an impressive uh, um, uh, piece of publishing there.
2: Thank you. I uh, Since I don't really like cookbooks, I had to, to make one that, that I would really like and uh and kind of like the show i mean uh, i don't really like cooking shows either so i just sort of made the one
0: that that <laughs> i wanted to watch it's it's very metal it's very metal See, And you even got like the black metal uh font going on there so you you said you took all the the pictures yourself you self published this
2: yeah yeah I, d- I did all the the pictures myself it was uh funded by the awesome people at kickstarter and uh so it's a sort of self published book uh we're really published by you all uh the the listeners out there oh
0: that's cool and uh
2: and so hopefully there's a couple cool little innovations uh uh i tried out there's a there's a qr code next to every recipe that you can like scan it'll bring up a video of how to make whatever it is that you're looking at oh, wait so you have a video on
0: YouTube for every recipe in this book
2: yeah and a lot of them aren't even on like the public YouTube channel They're, it's on like a private hidden channel that uh, that you can't see unless oh, you right. scan these uh, these QR codes
0: you know as a self-published author you're really making me feel ashamed here my book doesn't even compare to the professional that looks so, I mean you re- that, that is a very professional book I have good
2: friends that, uh, that are book layout designers so thank you so much Jenny Ashford uh, if you need to get your layout done go to her Jenny Ashford she rocks so
0: is seitan like the primary ingredient or is it just kind of a no zombie? no no not at all um,
2: so seitan for those of you uh, that are listening that have no idea what the hell we're talking about it's a uh, wheat protein that's the uh, the thing that everyone's afraid of in, in Los Angeles and on the west coast in general
0: <laughs> okay. so you, they... can't, you can't find a damn bagel here well it's funny because here it's like yeah everybody's either gluten free or they say they're vegan but I think they say they're vegans because they actually have like an eating disorder <laughs> And they don't want to say like, "Oh no, actually, I'm bulimic. I'm vegan. Yeah. I can't eat
2: that." It's a, it's a, it's the acceptable thing that yeah. I, I, I I hate it when 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 people use veganism sort of as an eating disorder. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's uh, it. that's I it. eat it's so much food. food. It's 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 ridiculous. Well, that's the thing. It's like and
0: vegan people aren't sickeningly, sickeningly thin. You know, it's like actually they're quite healthy. Vegan people and, want to eat food
2: more than like anyone else that I know. Like like we will go out of our way to try different food places and uh it's uh they they go absolutely nuts but uh but no it's so so the book is a book of concepts of like uh of essentially essentially just classics things like jambalaya pad thai uh pasta alfredo like uh different things like that um, veganized like vegan shrimp scampi which uh, which I was telling oh, what's a vegan uh, shrimp so what's a vegan shrimp now you actually live right next to a place that has these vegan shrimp they're made out of something called konjac which is a uh, a Japanese yam mm. and they taste scaringly like shrimp and the texture is ridiculously like shrimp it's
0: right, well, this, this is that uh, story you were telling me right still the street. Market,
2: right, right up the street from you has these things out. right
0: here and they are uh, they're
2: incredible um and uh, they look, I mean, they look. Yeah, like, no, uh, I mean that looks uh, what, like shrimp. What, in my advertising video, this little picture comes up that says, "Oh, it's not a vegan book; it's got shrimp in it." I see one right there. Uh, that's a that's a vegan shrimp. Uh, and so, so it's a book of concepts of how to make uh, how to make all these classics, uh, which sort of teaches you the various concepts of cooking in general
0: and sort of how to make things your own. Oh wow, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think a lot of people are in the dark about vegan because they just never really have been introduced to it.
2: Yeah, so yeah. Like,
0: and, and that's the thing. Like, LA is an easy city to be a vegetarian or a vegan because there's a lot of different restaurants that are just complete vegan restaurants, a lot of vegetarian restaurants out here. But you were saying you're from Florida. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Florida. And so uh, it's got to be a little we'll more difficult in, there, isn't it? Well, in
2: Orlando, Florida, the, well, the vegan scene actually happens to be like growing by leaps and bounds there. But this book was honestly written. For the most part, I mean, except for the shrimp scampi recipe, but like, uh, but for the most part, you can ass- you can get almost everything you need at a Walmart, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's sort of how I really plan this book out because I want everyone to be vegan and I want to teach veganism for the masses, and you can't do that if you need some specialty thing from some specialty store, uh, uh, in in every case, so. Yeah, the the ingredients in here are mostly things that you can find just essentially anywhere. I'd say at a Walmart, but there's no WalMarts in LA, so people can't really. You can to probably in like, LA. most places but, <laughs> have like a Whole
0: Foods, <laughs> or yeah, even yeah, like up the street, like Ralphs or Safeway. Yeah, or Ralphs, exactly.
2: You know, like a, like a Ralphs, uh, things like that, and uh, and yeah, so people people can easily get the things, and the ingredients are also reused. Uh, at least three times in different, uh, in different recipes, because I hate it when you get something, you get a bunch of ingredients to make a dish and then you're stuck with like three quarters of a jar of molasses <laughs> and, uh, you've just spent like $40 like, uh, to make barbecue sauce yeah.
0: and like, uh, yeah. Well, you got all sorts of stuff. I mean, you have like vegan bacon in there and, uh, yeah, I mean, everything oh, yeah. in that, everything oh, yeah. in that book is uh, pretty amazing. I, you know, I actually made the, the pad thai because I remember, so when that video came out, um, it, be, it was a huge viral success and I remember seeing it being like, I'm going to try this out and I made the, the vegan pad thai and it, it, was, it was pretty fucking good. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was damn good. So, um, but anyway, getting back to uh, being vegan, how, how long have you been vegan? I've been vegan for about 16, 17 years now. 17 years, wow. So I went vegan my first year of college. And what what was the inspiration? Uh, I think
2: I have the most typical, like, why I went vegan story ever. It's like an uh, ethical thing? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, the, the short answer is that I don't believe in the exploitation of animals. But uh, I had a girlfriend in high, in late high school that went vegetarian. And at the time, I said, well, I recognize that as the right way to go, but I'm not ready for that yet. So I didn't do anything. And a uh, year went by and in college and uh, kind of looked back at her and said, well... You didn't die. <laughs> and, she was like uh, your
0: your your test case. Yeah,
2: like yeah, paper. yeah. I mean, hell, I grew up on the standard American <laughs> diet, like Totina's pizza rolls and party pizzas and bagel bites and like all sorts of crap. I I, I ate every every crap thing you could. I the st- standard American things. But did you
0: like meat? Did you like the? Taste oh, I love meat. meat.
2: Love meat. Absolutely. So
0: that was see. That's a difference between me and you. Like when I so I became vegetarian at the age of ten. Mm. You know primarily because I also i feel bad for the animals but my uncle uh, who's pretty influential on I me mean, he was he's been vegetarian for years and years and so he kind of inspired me and i was like oh, that sounds cool but i also just never liked meat mm. i didn't mind chicken but i just the taste of meat just kind of repulsed me i didn't like the smell of meat and i, I still the, the the smell of meat just disgusts me but i just never liked the taste so for me it was a pretty simple thing to do oh yeah no that's you know? that's
2: good like uh no yeah, i mean um i I grew up on all the all the crap and uh, and so and which actually gives me hope in the sense that I was a carnivore amongst carnivores before I went vegan and uh, and so I remember when I went uh, vegetarian for a couple months before I went vegan and my brother and mother said but you don't even like vegetables (laughs) and uh, and. Yeah. And and then I realized that uh, at least at that time, uh, that time ago, I realized that if I wanted to eat good
0: food, I'm going to have to learn how to make it. And so I just sort of started uh, to self-teach myself. That's cool. Like, uh, you know, um, my, my buddy Joe, actually, who's a, who's a vegan up in uh, San Francisco. I mean, that's what he was saying. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, I won't eat a steak for ethical reasons, but I love the taste of steak. And you've kind of proven that. You don't have to eat a steak. You don't have to kill an animal yeah. to get that taste. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. What do you think? We were talking about this earlier before before we started recording. What do you think of like the 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 Impossible Burger? I've heard about this. Like, so there's a there's a restaurant here called Crossroads, but I know they they sell this product uh, across the country. But it's it's this new kind of meat that actually. Bleeds,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? So, yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't had the one at Crossroads. Um, it's a, uh, it's a little bit pricey, and uh, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's like forty, it's a little bit of fine dining yeah. at the moment. Um, but uh, but Beyond Meat has come out with something, uh, something called the Beyond Burger, which is sort of their semi-equivalent. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same methods, but there's something in that Beyond Burger that's never been in the vegan palette before, and it's this like punch in your nose, like sort of. Bloody meat tasting thing, and the act the thing looks like like uh if you defrost it it looks like a little pile of like ground beef, and like mm. it's kind of malleable See, like
0: that I think that would be that would that would kind of freak me out it, like, it, I think, it, yeah. it,
2: honestly in like when you're frying the thing up, the thing smells exactly like meat and like wow. uh uh it may or may not be an absolute perfect emulation but it's 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 very good um i mean i haven't had meat in a long time enough such that like I'm not sure if it's a perfect emulation or not, but it's very good and very convincing in a lot of ways. Does and it have the
0: same texture?
2: Yeah, same texture. See, that's another thing. Like, I haven't <laughs> eaten anything with that kind of texture it's, one time. It, it, I it, have... it freaks many of my friends out, such that uh, that they're like, "Okay, it's too real for me." Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have to, I'd have to check that out. Yeah, the my friend was saying it's like, "Dude, check out this Impossible Burger." I think I might actually go to Crossroads and just just to try just it. just to try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It I've heard that the Impossible Burger is even more meat like than the uh, than the uh, than the. Beyond God, Meat Burger. So but the Beyond weird. Meat Burger, you can get it at Whole Foods for like six bucks. And is that wheat protein or... Uh, I don't remember. I think it's a mixture of pea protein. Uh, there might be... I, I think there might be wheat protein in it. You can look up the ingredients online. But I, know, I think Beyond Meat... Uh, does a lot of the stuff with pea protein and mixtures of pea protein and other proteins.
0: Well, people always try to do that with uh, with vegetarians kind of try to give us like a thought experiment where they're like, "Well, what about if you grew meat in a lab? Like, would you be able to eat that? Would that be would that violate your ethics?" No, yeah, it's actually, like, and honestly, if uh, if it,
2: if it didn't uh, if it didn't contribute to the exploitation of animals, then I like there's the, there's the there is the lab grown meat. I wouldn't have an ethical problem with it uh although that uh which which would be amazing, I am all for the lab growing meat thing as long as it actually doesn't contribute to the exploitation of animals i don't know all the details, but uh as long as that's the case, then I am all for it uh just to get the animals and existing <laughs> yeah uh, you know, like out of their <laughs> living house yeah, yeah yeah exactly that they, uh that they <laughs> that they live in would I eat it i'm not hundred percent sure um maybe very rarely in a pinch if that's like if that's all that was available,
0: maybe like at like uh, at at a place. Well, what if it but, became um, like mainstream, where it's like you know uh, different taco places? Like, well, here's the vegan taco with this fake whatever lab grown meat product. The lab grown meat, yeah. Like, uh, would would I eat it? Um, I honestly,
2: I enjoy eating the plant stuff so much that uh, I don't know yet. Uh, maybe I guess is the best yeah. answer I could give.
0: I'm not sure I would do but, it,
2: but uh, but yeah, but I mean, uh, I love like sort of the side effect health benefits of being vegan and uh and uh and things like that i mean yeah people think that you're gonna oh, you go vegan you're gonna die but um look at the leading causes of death now and tell
0: me if that's from going vegan, and not going vegan. <laughs> i doubt it so what was the uh, when did you decide like hey you know what i'm gonna be a vegan black metal chef combining cooking and black metal yeah, so I've been doing this for about um five and a half years now
2: almost. And uh and when I first started I said, Wow, I think my food is really good. Uh I think it's really cheap and I think it's not that difficult to make kind of three things that people think veganism isn't. Mm. And uh and I said, Well, I need to tell the world about this. I I think I live a very doable form of veganism and uh uh for for a lot of people. And but I was like, man, I, I really hate cooking shows. They they bore me and they put me to sleep. And so I was just at that time able to make a halfway decent recording. I'm an audio engineer and musician as well. And I was like, well, I'm going to just combine my passions for making music and black metal music in particular and cooking and just make a, make a cooking show I wanted to see. And luckily, a few other people wanted to see it, too. I
0: love the, uh, well, very, I mean, you look very authentic because you get the, the whole black metal makeup and everything. But I love the knives. They seem so impractical. The knives. You, but you still use them. Do you actually use those? They are
2: <laughs> forged by the finest artisans in hell. They, I use them constantly.
0: Oh, wow. So actually, yeah, oh, that, that's nice. So then they, I guess they are practical. They look impractical, but they look badass. They, yeah. I, I, do, I do like that. Um, so were you surprised by the, uh, the initial success? I do you get recognized uh, in the street?
2: Uh, yeah, I do, actually, especially uh, especially in L.A. Um, L.A. and Portland, I guess, uh, I get sort of recognized the most. Maybe maybe in Florida, too, but people just sort of knew me from going out to shows and, and stuff a lot before see. and like, yeah, and playing shows.
0: Man, I'm not going to bullshit you. I get probably at least 500 people sent me that video. No, crap. All my friends were like, dude, you're you're vegetarian. It's just like, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, like, was I surprised? I guess I I wanted to do the first video well. I mean, I wanted to do all the videos well. I didn't even, uh, honestly, I wasn't really much of a YouTuber at the time. I didn't really watch YouTube very much. And uh, I remember when YouTube came out, I thought it was a dumb idea. I was like, who wants to watch other people's home (laughs) videos? and uh and i guess i was wrong in a yep. lot of things and uh and uh um but i didn't so when i first put out the video people were like dude you're getting a lot of hits i didn't know what a lot of hits was or what not a lot of hits was like uh, cuz i never really watched too much i was like know. Oh, okay but then like when it hit, like when it was getting like towards a million and like there's like tons of comments coming in then it was like whoa okay something is like really happening here and you write
0: your own music, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I write all the music to all the episodes and uh I do I do everything. I mean, I just just mean a tripod for filming. Oh shit.
0: So wait, are you do are you playing every instrument or I is play it, every you in a
2: band? No, no, I play every instrument. Uh oh, wow. I hand play everything except for the drums and I program the drums. Ah, and, dude. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I play the guitar, bass, keys, uh do the vocals, uh do all the mixing, mastering, all the wow. So wait, do you yeah, ever everything.
0: play out like do you have any albums?
2: Uh well I have a, uh I have my, my normal music project, which is a industrial black metal band called Forever Dawn. Uh we used to play out a lot back in Florida. Um uh way back in the day, before you uh, like it sort of stopped just as the vegan black metal stuff stuff started. Uh although I'm writing my second album to that now and I wanna I wanna sort of get the uh get that up and running again sometime this year. Oh wow.
0: Oh cool. I'll have to check it out. So have you ever have you heard back from any actual black metal musicians? Have they like contacted you You've been like Oh I'm, i want to try this recipe. Like the dude from Immortal. It's like a like uh, 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 uh
2: yes uh, sadly uh Abath has not uh is not contacted
0: None. me yet. Um, <laughs> Are there any vegan the, black metal uh, musicians?
2: Uh vegan black metal in particular musicians. Uh Danny Filth got a book which was really cool and uh, and he and he seemed to like it a lot is he uh, wait, is he vegan no no but his keyboardist is oh, uh wow. lindsey uh lindsey uh matheson or lindsey schoolcraft oh that's cool and uh and um and, and she's she's uh yes i mean the that keyboardist of great old is vegan the old touring keyboardist uh of Dimu borgir um kimberly goss uh is also vegan, also vegan. and uh um she's a band called synergy with uh lexi lehu uh, who was her husband at the time? I think um, I know
0: uh, the dude from Cattle Decapitation. Yeah,
2: Cattle Decapitation. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, which, not in black uh, yeah, metal, yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly, metal. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of metal musicians, uh, metal vegans. Uh, the dudes from Cattle Decapitation. Uh, what's his uh, name from Cro-Mags,
0: Right. Uh, God, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. no uh, uh, yeah, I'm his name right now. Um, not hardly. The I uh, uh, can't think of his name right now. But yeah, um, he. I know he has a his own cookbook. Oh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And like uh um who else? Uh Elisa White of course, from uh from Arch on Me and previously uh uh the Agonist. Uh Doyle is vegan. Uh, Doyle, uh, Doyle's vegan? Yeah, yeah, Doyle's vegan now. So have
0: any of these guys have been like, I would try out your recipes? Oh yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely some of them. Uh Millie from Creator. Oh wow. Um God, I love yeah, creator like, Geezer Butler, Black Sabbath.
0: Uh, oh, he, he's vegan too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you, I, I am surprised. It, it kind of sort of sort of defies the expectation because you know metal is all about like leather and spikes and and like you think about like uh, you, you think about like Ozzy biting the head off a bat or what? What do you mm-hmm. think like Mayhem? Like you know, we think they used to throw like pig skulls out.
2: Yeah, and so when it comes to sort of like the uh, the pig heads on stage, uh, with things. Uh, and of course it sucks and I'm against it, but, uh, but honestly the most wholesome pop singer that comes out in a leather jacket and leather shoes, it's the exact same thing, uh, just in a less obvious way. I mean, she's yeah. wearing pig skin or, or cow skin or, uh, I mean, what's the difference there? Like like, yeah. 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 There's there's no, no, yeah a no dead animal. He's tossing a dead
0: animal's head around. Yeah,
2: exactly. They're, they're, they're both, uh, they're both doing that. So, we, yeah, unfortunately, the state of no music is free from uh, from animal heads on pikes.
0: <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about Watane uh, earlier, and like Watane, I know, like they're kind of notorious for like taking like goat skulls full of like pig bloods and pouring on the audience. Their stage shows mm. insane. I don't know if it's real though. I don't know if it's if they're using real blood. Uh, I have no idea. I, hey, I'm not I, sure. I, I don't know. And uh, but but that's the thing. It's like everyone has this expectation of like black metal and metal. It's all about like death and and, and when they see a vegan, they're just like, oh no, vegans probably listen to Iron and Wine or folk music. So, like, <laughs> so I kind of like the fact that you're coming out being like, no, fuck that. We're metal too. Yes. <laughs> As a,
2: no, yeah. There's there's a surprising. Me- I mean, uh, uh, what's the band? uh, nuclear um napalm 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 death napalm death death? uh barney barney's yeah (laughs) barney's vegan i had no idea Uh, like yeah um there's 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 actually quite a number of vegans in metal but especially at sort of the top echelon oh that's that's actually that's uh, that's really really cool
0: (laughs) yeah of uh of it Oh, wow, that's really funny. Yeah, I actually just saw Napalm Death with the, the Melvins a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Great show. Well, Brian, um, are you, are you, so you're working on a follow-up cookbook right now? Uh, no, uh,
2: I am working on making this into a TV show in general. I moved out to L.A. about a year ago, and uh, and I just... Well, I had a couple of false starts because now L.A. is awesome for people logistics, but the space logistics yeah, sucks. It's tough.
0: Like, it's uh, tough
2: to get the space that you need to do what you need to do at an affordable price out
0: here. It's it's very difficult. Unless and, you live, like, way out in the valley. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, no.
2: And um, so I had a couple of false starts, but I finally have built out a new video studio and just filmed uh, an episode actually with um, Michael Winslow of the Police Academy movies. Oh, well, uh, the, the, the guy Jones, that could do all the uh, the, the, the sound effects. Yes. And the voices. yes, yes. Wow. <laughs>
0: What does that and, guy do
2: these days? Uh, he, he I think he does like a touring kind of comedy routine with his like voices and stuff. The guy is eternally relevant. And uh, he, he's yeah. got to be getting up there in age. And he is eternally relevant with his like just amazing voice and like beatboxing and like uh, and just sound I, effects.
0: I, he's like yeah like i can't think of anybody that can compare to him on that level yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah he's a like, lot of people can make sound effects <laughs> but that dude yeah I mean, he's like the just, godfather <laughs> of sound effects one of my favorite things about the police academy movies next to bobcat goldthwait of yeah, course yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so so that's cool so you have a uh a cooking show yeah that, uh, well, well uh
2: well so i just filmed another episode with that and then we're going to be pitching it around to networks um after i get that done and uh and, yeah, to try to, make, to try to expand it out into uh, to more of a show with, uh, with sort of what I'm doing now being a part of that and sort of expanding on it.
0: Oh, wow. Well, more power to you. That's pretty cool. I'd love to, I'd love to check out a, a, a vegan black metal uh, chef cooking show. Yes. That, that would be great.
2: But, yeah, I'm not working on another book because this one's really good. And yeah no this nothing is wrong yeah. with this
0: one no this is great and so people can pick it up on uh, amazon at your site
2: <laughs> yeah yeah amazon uh just look up the satanic spell book or vegan black uh that way uh that one has like you can get shirt bundles and like like shirts and other things like kind of bundled in with a book uh, right. or just a book
0: oh that's cool all right well thanks for being on the show we have a uh we have um uh stick around news coming up next we also have phone calls after that vegan black metal chef here's gonna stick around for phone calls uh, people's episode 573 here before we get to sick and wrong news with Matt Kirshen, uh here's a word from adamandeve.com
3: it's butt plug month on adamandeve.com show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom and by something new i mean a butt plug because if you order right now and use coupon code diddle you get 50 percent off your first item a gift so sensual i can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukaki. and on top of all of that free shipping Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor,
0: adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D I D D L E. Comedian Matt Kirshen here, guest hosting uh, the Sick and Wrong News segment of the show. Matt, thanks for doing the show.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you. I know you have plans tonight going to the Magic Castle.
4: I am. I showed up all in the suits yeah. and everything.
0: I was about to say, I was like, oh, this, this guy, I know he's English, but he comes in here I make dressed an up
4: effort for a podcast. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> dressed up wearing a suit. I yeah, dress for radio. Good a Dapper to do the podcast, Now, I'm just wearing a T-shirt. Um, it's a good T-shirt, though. Yeah, Buzzcocks, little yeah. English English punk rock. Um, did you hear about the guy that died at the Magic Castle? Uh, I heard about it. I don't
4: know many details, but it was—I think it was a suicide, right? He, did.
0: you know, I, I was reading about it, and uh, it sounded like because people, the LAPD was saying he was in his underwear, so I don't know what was going on with that. Oh, really? Like and he had a bag underwear. on his
4: head, so. Yeah, were you thinking it was a sort of
0: a like a David Carradine esque auto-erotic uh, auto-erotic thing. Auto-erotic, auto-erotic asphyxiation type Maybe, of thing? Maybe, but
4: I, I I know I I know people who knew him, and
0: it didn't seem like that. Type there was of no dude.
4: talk of that. I, you know, there were people basically, I guess. I saw mention of depression, so I'm guessing that was more likely to be what it was. But I don't know. I, you know, who knows? If you, you got to be in a pretty bad state to be, yeah, contemplating no, suicide. But, so who knows what? The thing
0: is, like, suicides, I, I feel is worse. At least there, it's like you know, as an accident. I was jacking off, and next thing you know, this happened.
4: Yeah, well, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know about it. You sort of you pass out, and then you, and then yeah, you don't then wake it's up. It's
0: like yeah, you either wake up or you don't. But it's just to, to do it in a public venue like that. It's got to be a bit disconcerting.
4: Yeah, I you know, I uh I think you're in a you're in a pretty bad headspace if you are a, if if you are in danger of dying by suicide. So who knows what's going on so in your head?
0: I've often wondered, much like werewolves and vampires are rivals, is it the same Does the same go with comedians, comedians versus magicians? Like do you guys when you see each other is it just <laughs> kind of like this thing like, oh, fuck you?
4: If, well, we <laughs> we're so rarely together. So actually, you know what? I'm not I uh I I, I was like a, I, I never got super into magic, but I went through my magic phase when I was, I went through my magic phase when like I was a 18? kid. Yeah, no. not, not even. Like when I, yeah, exactly. Like, I you know, I had the sort of, t- the kid's magic set and I had a few books and, you know, I, and then I just never carried on with it. But I still, I love watching a magic show. No, but, I, th- I, there I there love are, it
0: too. I mean, it, there there it, aren't
4: many times, we, we don't encounter each other that often. There's a few clubs and a few ven- like if you, sometimes you would be on a variety show or there's a comedy club in in Hermosa called the Comedy and Magic Club and there's always at least one comic on so the like bill. a
0: Comedian, magician, comedian yeah, magician, like they can mix it up.
4: Normally only one or maybe two magic acts, um and they're like f- four or five comedians. But um so yeah, that's where you kinda encounter them. And then there are like sort of the comedy magicians who
0: straddle both worlds. Well, there are those now that's kinda going into the carrot top arena like now you got like prop comedians well that's
4: a different thing again which yeah I, by the way i never so american comedians particularly the ones who came up in the 80s and 90s like the uh, prop comedy is like the sort of oh, he's one of these fucking prop com people like carrot Top. They it, yeah. yeah carrot tops like the go-to terrible comic and i because i didn't grow up it through the american comedy scene i like the two times i've seen carrot top on tv i'm like oh i think he's funny i like him
0: okay have you ever watched gallagher
4: I have met Gallagher.
0: <laughs> You've met Gallagher. You know he's a crazy right winger, isn't he? He came on our podcast.
4: We did a live episode of Probably Science in Portland at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, uh, and it was him and thankfully also Peter Serafinowich, Uh who <laughs> to balance it out. Yeah, I don't know if you know Peter. He's a I've,
0: I've seen Peter before. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah.
4: great. He's a sort of mostly does sketch and comedy and acting writing. He's a he had his own sketch show in Britain, and he also. He shows up on a lot of TV shows and movies. You'll see him on a, quite a few. Uh, what was he in recently? He was on. A, he was in quite a big movie recently. But he was. He's was the voice of Darth Maul in yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the
0: voice of Darth Maul. I forgot about but that. But he's been
4: in some other other like big blo Oh, he was in um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Wait, which it. guy
0: was he in Guardians?
4: He had a smaller role in that, but he was like um, whatever, like their kind of base camp thing. I only saw the film once uh, th- four years ago, but. Or three years, whenever it came out, but he was in—he was in that as that's like still the, pretty
0: cool, yeah. Oh yeah. wait, oh wait, he was like one of the—I think it was the uh, the military guy. Yeah, that, one that of those from, from the planet that was being attacked. That's
4: right. yes. that's what it was. Yeah, uh, but he's great and and funny. And then, but Gallagher got really into his theories of. Race and immigration. <laughs> and here's the thing at the time, this was about four years ago that we did the show, and it was super awkward and super uncomfortable. If you listen back to that show now, nothing he's saying really sounds that out of place given the current <laughs> political climate, because nothing he's saying is any weirder than the stuff that our, like the current United States president has said at a rally.
0: He must be very supportive of Trump. I would I'm, think yeah. so,
4: unless he thinks like Trump is stealing his material because that's also hugely possible with Gallagher because he is he
0: is a crazy person Trump is I I wonder I wonder if he feels that like he reads like he sees the tweets that come out it's like god damn it I wrote that back in 1983 this guy's
4: stealing my fucking thunder (laughs) I should be president right now he like he is enough of an egomaniac to think he should be president right now I'm sure Trump's
0: like the Carlos Mencia of of politics
4: but here's even here's even the thing about Gallagher right because all the stuff about like the smell and smashing and everything was f- terrible and he you know he's an asshole uh but <laughs> so about a year after he did our podcast and there was all that awkwardness um he he was i was doing a show at the ice house in pasadena mm. and the ice house has a great just, venue great venue love it it's such a perfect place and everyone's played there over the years like it's one of those really historic venues it's where like the Smothers Brothers discovered Steve Martin. Oh, wow, yeah. And, like, and cool. like bands have played there before it was a comedy full-time venue. And it's just, like, ev- everyone. Like, name anyone, and they've been in that room uh, on that stage. But uh, it has two rooms. There's an annex as well. Which oh, is like okay, a sm- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a small, maybe 70-seat, 60-seat place to the side. And I was doing a little show in there, and Gallagher was headlining the main room.
0: <laughs> so I snuck in and watched some of... Um, watch some of his show so wait are people like bringing tarps in the front row yeah, at I, at the ice house
4: i don't know if he even you know what i don't know if he even did the melon i don't know if he even did
0: i would be so disappointed
4: uh but he like the last 20 minutes of his act he got onto his theories and it was just weird and terrible <laughs> but but before that here's what was really interesting because i was just at the back of the room watching it just going all right let's see what all this thing is before that, when he was just kind of doing one-liners and stuff and jokes, I was watching him. I was like, "Fuck me, he's really charming. Like he's mm. genuine. I'm not like I was. I, he I seems went,
0: affable. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I went
4: in there, more, but more than affable. Like he, he was like, the guy's got charisma. I was like, I get it. I I, I went in there really, we like expecting to be like, all right, let's see what this bullshit is. <laughs> and
0: for at least he won you over for at
4: least 20 minutes of the show before it kind of he, it got weird because his weirdness took over well, yeah. but for at least 20 minutes i was watching him going like you know i wouldn't go <laughs> out of my way to watch it but <laughs> I, when i was like I, how was this guy ever famous because he got famous before i had any familiarity with the american comedy scene well, yeah i mean I, he
0: he's been around since like the, the 70s late yeah, like, 60s like there was yeah. a time
4: that him and carlin were kind of alternating specials Uh. And in his head He's Carlin's peer Like in everyone else's (laughs) head Uh, uh. But you know Like he was I think Carlin was HBO And he was Showtime Or whatever But like they would each Put out specials Almost at the same time And like like They're they're contemporaries God Um, that's bizarre It really is But I was You're going like How was he famous How was he successful And then I watched him In that small room At the Ice House In front of Whatever that room holds Like 200 250 people And I was like The guy fucking he can charm an audience
0: he connects with a crowd (laughs) did you see any celebrities you recognize in the audience no like Brad Pitt or (laughs) like Ryan Reynolds or something I I think maybe it would be whoever
4: the Brad Pitt of 1978 was maybe but no there was there were like there were exactly who you think is still clinging onto Gallagher but
0: god prop comedians um, so you know an interesting point here a little bit of history between the because we, we've I, th- I know we've met before because we have some mutual friends we
4: have mutual friends but you d- look super familiar. The second we sort of shook hands, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, I know i, I No, I met this guy, but we also dated the same girl. We did, yeah, a girl that which is pretty odd. Like, how often do you ever meet somebody and be like, "God, we dated the same girl"? It happens, but
4: like, it depends on the world. It depends on the worlds you exist in. Because like, yeah, comedy is a small yeah. world. Comedy. So if you're like someone in comedy. Like someone who worked in like comedy promotion or whatever,
0: and you're like, "Oh, Yo, you were a flyer at
4: the Edinburgh Festival twelve years ago." And I assume or,
0: there's probably a lot of like a big comedy groupie scene. Yeah, not like groupie so much, but there
4: are you, you know, there's a limited number of people involved in the in the extended world.
0: Uh, but and, but aren't there girls that like kind of are like into comedians? They show up at all the different gigs.
4: Yeah, there's and then a few. And like
0: the guys end up like, oh, they didn't yeah, hurt that's for a definitely. Bit. Yeah, there's, I, I there's that elements happening. of that. Probably They're, not the level of, like, rock stars. but Yeah, maybe it's like, not
4: like the sort of, yeah, the, we're with the band, kind of, like, the three women who've blown just, every hair metal band in the,
0: in the 80s or That still or go to the Rainbow Room? Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, like, oh, uh, But I'm
0: sure there's a couple that, like, go to the, you know, the comedy store every night, just kind of hang out and see if they can, like, you know, hook up with a new comedian.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think there are there are definitely women who find comedy and comedians attractive. Uh,
0: no, no, that's, that's, but yeah. that's for sure, yeah.
4: But yeah, I think, I think it's not the same thing at like music has a scene and music <laughs> has a
0: <laughs> And plus i think a lot of like at least rock stars yeah they might tend to be self-destructive or whatever but i mean you know they're out there playing playing bands and stuff like that comedians tend to be just depressed and self they're not desirable people to date
4: you know what i've got a theory about that i th- i i think i think comics my fellow comics there's a certain amount of weirdo to be a comic there's a certain certain psyche that you need there's a certain sort of mixture of obsession insecurity and ego mm, yeah but but I don't think I think that comedians are depressed is a myth oh, really? I think, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. it's part of the act? no I think what it is is there are a lot of comedians who have depression but that's because there are a lot of people who have depression that's true uh, yeah. And but comedians talk about it that, so you notice it so more
0: comedians are more open about it yeah, yeah, I, yeah discussing on stage, and also yeah. it
4: has that poetic irony as well you know it has that sort of by day he's this, by night he's that. So people, when it does happen, it really stands out. No one talks about, like, the tears of the accountant. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, the sort of... By, by day he's uh, signing contracts on real estate property, and by night he's... Like, whatever, you know, it's like... But, but, but that...
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. But no, the, people people love, are depressed. Yeah, but people yeah.
4: love that kind of backstage, front stage dichotomy. So that that's why it kind of stands out but I, I don't
0: think i think it's more driven by ego personally. yeah i
4: don't think comedians are any more likely to be depressed than like the magicians uh, yeah th- well th- than anyone <laughs> or you know I, the same way i don't think, I think doctors are any more likely to have cancer but it is ironic if uh yeah but the thing, thing specialist is with, the is,
0: thing is with comedians though what i've noticed is they, they tend to get bitter Especially when their yeah. when their peers become extremely successful, yeah, well, notice that it is
4: that there are elements that are weird about that because again, I think in in many ways this is quite a supportive thing because we because atmosphere because we all have to go on the road together and we all have to do these gigs but there is a like there is that sort of competition where you are all going for similar jobs yeah. and then also unlike other jobs you really get like so. I can't think of anything that gives more direct feedback
0: <laughs> then, yeah. I couldn't even yeah. I like you got,
4: know you like like even be a, a pilot a,
0: yeah right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but like even you like you you know instantly whether you've done well or not as a comic because people <laughs> fucking make that noise that they're meant to make or they don't make or that it's noise. Very
0: quiet and yeah. awkward yeah.
4: Or it's very loud but the wrong kind of noise. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like <laughs> which by the way I wildly prefer to quiet and awkward.
0: Then, like, then, I would then mu- people just talking to each hour other. Power right <laughs> hostility is so much
4: better and easier to deal with than uh, indifference. It's like so much better. So so but um but yeah, you you totally so, so there's some of that. It's a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to to as a as a stand-up particularly, which is what I mostly do, to have twenty-three hours a day. Not doing stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then, suddenly, a lot of free time. Yeah. And then, like, suddenly, an hour of like, go, go, go. Like, your brain on like full high alert, high energy. Yeah. And I mean, it's got to affect that.
0: your psyche. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, it's, and it's, getting it's,
4: applauded yeah. on and off your. Like <laughs> applauded into and out of your workplace. <laughs> that's like that's weird. That is a weird thing. So yeah, I think from element there are elements that is weird.
0: For yeah, that I, mean, element. I, can, I can see that. But yeah, so it, it's not often that you you end up meeting a guy that you're like, hey, you know, we can commiserate on have, having dated the same woman. I remember yeah. um, I dated this girl Misty One. I dated three Misties. This is Misty One, and Misty One was. Uh, she she's her her personality was just all and she was just a malcontent like, uh-huh. this woman was never was was never happy or excited about anything just angry that was like <laughs> her one emotion just anger about everything. Very uh, jealous, spiteful person. Anyway, I, did, I dated... Yeah, we, we didn't date for that long. We dated like a year. And then uh, maybe like a year down the road, I met her ex-boyfriend, who she dated before me. was this tattoo artist guy. And we were like talking. I'm like, yeah, you dated that girl too. He's like, oh my God, she was awful. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she... Yeah, it was just like, we just had this connection. I was like, she was the worst. The worst girl I ever dated. And it was like, oh wow. But the girl that we dated actually, who has actually been on the show, Holly Stevens, Yeah, she was actually... a. She was a great person Very A very unique individual She was cool
4: She had her issues She had her Her Difficulties Dealing with But like <laughs> uh, I mean like We can talk about it. Like she passed away A few years ago Yeah
0: um, yeah we We did a we did we did a fundraiser on the show for her, and we actually did a tribute too cause she was cool. She she was on yeah, the she show. Was cool she did some shit. great episodes actually, and she did one of my favorite photo shoots for our new T shirt that came out like oh, this was probably five years ago, six years ago, uh-huh. or now probably seven years ago. Um, she did this photo shoot on the roof of my building with one of her friends, and uh, very sexy. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, she's someone like we I like. I don't think we should still be dating. That wasn't well. I'm was, sorry. I now have a girlfriend, and it, it wouldn't work anyway. But like, uh, but like that didn't element didn't work. But she's someone I definitely miss, and I'm um, sad is not around. Like, because she was cool, and she was she good. was, exce- she, was ex- yeah. ex- she was exceptionally good company.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, that was the one thing with with her very unpredictable. You yeah. knew it, anything anything could happen when you hung out with Holly. Yeah, like you know, you'd like all of a sudden she'd show up with like a handful of ecstasy, being like, yeah, you know, going to this porn star hot tub party
4: yeah like, hang out and you
0: go there and it's like yeah it's all like mimes hanging out in a hot tub. well that's the
4: thing it wasn't even the porn people that she because she was friends with all the porn people but like she was it was more like the weird carnies and and, and like like she
0: sort of satanists she, and all sorts of just strange she was people a bit of a she hung of, out with
4: yeah she was a kind of pipe piper of weirdos and <laughs> and so that was that's, that's something i definitely miss her. about her
0: did you ever go to her to her apartment see her room
4: once you, you're talking about like the one in san francisco yeah, with like she, the with the bunk almost the, bunk like a loft bed i don't know what it is like it was like it was a like raised
0: a bunk well no it wasn't a bunk bed it was a it was loft like, bed it was a bed that was raised like a raised bed yeah. yeah
4: like the kind of thing that a kid would have with a desk underneath it
0: <laughs> exactly like she so she always came to my place because i lived in the studio in the tenderloin and plus she had roommates too
4: right and for me like it was we mostly saw each other because we had a semi long distance relationship we when we dated she was still living in the Bay, but she was in LA a lot for work. Mm, And then also I was on the road quite a bit. So quite often she would, if she had like the weekend off, she would come and meet me in like Chicago or or wherever, you know, she has friends in loads of other cities as well. So we'd sometimes go to other places, sometimes just around the Bay or sometimes further afield. Oh yeah. So, but but I was very rarely (laughs) in San Francisco. And even like there was a time, once I, I remember once even being in San Francisco and hanging out with her but we got a hotel for some reason I'm like why do we why do because
0: we because she had a fucking creepy room yeah
4: i think that's my point. <laughs> that's probably it well actually cuz her roommates were
0: i don't know the, i just remember going back to her place and uh we were hanging out with her roommates i think they were having like a party like a housewarming party or something for a new roommate and we like all end up doing some some drug i don't even know what it was called it was like a designer drug kind of similar to ecstasy maybe like ketamine something right and so we're all fucked up and then we end up going to a room and i was like this is weird because it was like her just assortment of of tchotchkes but like you know all the weird shit that she's been gifted by all the uh, the, the, the weirdos that she hung out with like yeah. so i don't know like the satanist guy that made did you ever meet that guy i can't think of his name right now was it stanton stan was it,
4: was it? stanton stanton or something stanton Levee? he was one of the he was like, Le, like stanton
0: levey he was, yeah, he was a, like he was stanton like yeah, LeVay's LeVay.
4: like nephew or grandson or something like but that but there's
0: another guy that was like a native american satanist that she oh, hung out with all the time, oh, Stephen Laba. Stephen Laba, yeah. that guy made all sorts of weird art, and he would do art like he called it multimedia, but he would do, like paint with his feces and blood and semen, <laughs> and so he had all these like paintings. And I was just like, "This is weird. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I can deal. I can deal with this." this do is you all have right. a
4: print of that rather than,
0: <laughs> just, rather than like, the just, original? Yeah,
4: I think. I, no, I know it's worth less, but actually, I'd rather take the print if that's all right with you. And I just.
0: But so we end up getting into a bed, and it's like the, the loft bed. And the whole bed is surrounded by vintage clown dolls. And I have an issue with clowns. We were talking about that off air. I, yeah. I don't like clowns. But it was just like, these weren't even like Krusty the Clown. They weren't like, you know, animated like cartoonish clowns. They were vintage fucking creepy clowns like straight out of the movie Poltergeist. And like she's just like, can, do you want to go sleep outside? We can sleep on the couch? I was like, no, I, I can deal. I can deal. And I just sat, sat there like in a fetal position like, just like, shaking the whole time. Yeah, no, I ended up leaving. Good deal. <laughs> Yeah, it was the one time I ever went to her house, and after that, yeah, she just came to my place. But I, I miss her. She was she was a fun girl to hung, hang yeah, out with. Yeah, she was.
4: A, she was fundamentally good people. Like definitely,
0: she was- I, I I wouldn't say that uh, that I, I our relationship would have lasted much longer. I I didn't see us dating for years, yeah. but it, I I could see us being friends for a long time because she was uh, she was definitely a cool person.
4: Yeah, uh I don't think I mean I'm not I I don't really have a clown thing so that
0: So you you're not you're not bothered by clowns at all?
4: No, but also I think I, I, w- I knew her like 2 years before you knew her I think. We were working this out mm. off air. So um Yeah. I don't think her
0: um I I think we I dated in like 2010. So you yeah, were probably Yeah, we like I was like 2
4: 3 years before that. So like I I think our I th- I think she had a smaller collection at that point. I don't well,
0: but these clowns, like, she, well, she'd buy them if she saw them in a weird flea market or something. But most of them were like, weirdos would just give them to her. Because she had, like, a wish yeah. list or a wallet. And she would just get stuff in the mail. And it was just, like...
4: Well, also, people knew she had weird thing. shit. Like, yeah. she was in the first clown porn movie. And then she would dress as a clown sometimes. And...
0: Yeah, clown porn. That was her. <laughs> yeah. She was, like... Yeah. She was the queen of clown porn. Apparently
4: so. So like, Yeah, that's a thing. So, I think because of that, people would be, like, the second they saw the second they saw clown stuff that was sufficiently creepy they'd be like ah. yeah." which again like I still there are still times that I'm in a situation or I see some painting or another that's like super weird or super creepy or or just off or just slightly off I'm like oh yeah there's yeah. something
0: she'd like that would be a good birthday gift for Holly yeah you, you do have those moments yeah you ever go to like estate sales around here like in the Hollywood Hills uh,
4: not full estate sales but you know I, I'll drop by on Sundays there's always you know, I live um, like about three miles southeast of
0: here. Oh, okay, yeah. And
4: uh, there's always, like, weird little... I, I'm, like, halfway between Larchmont and Koreatown. Oh, okay, yeah, so, like, that whole So, Sunday area. Uh, Sunday mornings, there's always,
0: like... like the sidewalk sales battle, and all that shit. Yeah,
4: hundreds of those. Yeah. There's always people just, like, rugs on their front <laughs> lawn and selling whatever the fuck. My
0: friend, my friend Lenora finds out about a lot of just, like, weird estate sales. Like, some old rich lady who was, like, you know, married to a movie executive in the 30s died, and they're just, like, she has no children, so they're just getting rid of all of her shit. Oh, yeah. But we went to this one up at, like, a mansion in the Hollywood Hills, and this woman just had clown paintings just clown paintings like famous clown paintings and just like hundreds of them the whole room is like all clown paintings i was like god this is very disturbing yeah to me
4: but also this is like hollywood i was just thinking like like,
0: hollywood (laughs) have like had like a million orgasms all at once. Yeah. Like just simultaneous orgasms. And
4: also because they're like old, original, one-of-a-kind, yeah. weird old... <laughs> what kind of weird old lady collected that as well?
0: I don't even know. And like the people were just like, you know, you can have that for five bucks because we don't want it. <laughs> just yeah. get out of the house. It was just like... My friend Lenora if, bought like five clown babies. If you
4: can break the curse, then it is yours too.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, like clown cookie jar. Like the whole thing was just, yeah, very unsettling. She also had a lot of those like uh, piccaninny... Uh, statues, you know what I'm talking oh, about, yeah, like yeah. the really like, racist ones of like black people eating watermelon, but like cookie jars and like Hummel figurines of like these picnic. Yeah, figurines. the
4: equivalent in, that's that's an American thing, but in Britain the equivalent is these gollywog dolls. The
0: gollywogs, yeah, which
4: get people in certain parts of Britain and people older people in Britain will tell you will attempt to tell you that it's not racist it's just a traditional doll and it doesn't represent a black person it's just a thing and you're like how
0: can that not be racist how can
4: that how can it's a 100% racist
0: wait did you have one
4: i don't think i didn't have a doll but what i did have and in fact i found it re- recently uh at my parents house to still have it <laughs> is the book uh book by Enid Blyton did, uh, oh my God! The three Gollywogs. The three
0: Gollywogs. And Enid
4: Blyton was, you know, fa- famous British children's author. Her biggest book she wrote she series do... called "The Famous Five was her, one of her big series. Oh, and, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Noddy. Did she do Uncle Wiggily? I don't know. That doesn't okay. ring a bell. But it, I possibly, quite possibly, she wrote hundreds of kids' books. Uh, <laughs> three Gollywogs. <laughs> and yeah, this is a, this. Is a, it's a book of maybe fifteen short stories, all of which featuring these three Gollywog. It's Like walking, talking gollywog walk dolls, or whatever, and <laughs> nearly everything involves them getting up to hijinks, exclusively based on the fact that they all look alike.
0: <laughs> it's just like, they just get mistaken for each it's other.
4: Super racist. <laughs> like, it's just so like so racist. And this because was...
0: all gollywogs look the same. Of yeah, course. exactly yeah. right.
4: Oh, so you can't tell the difference. <laughs> like, it, and also they're and all and they're yeah they're sort of like I like indistinguishable criminals that's what they basically <laughs> are in this book they're, they're criminals you can't tell apart and it's just like it's so, and and you will get people who will just be like who will defend that book to the death <laughs> who will be like it's not at all I don't know how you can possibly see anything racist or prejudiced in there they're simply dolls having hijinks.
0: We, we have a very large uh, demographic in the UK. I'm sh- I'm assuming that next week we're going to get a lot of phone calls of people being like I grew up with gollywog dolls. They are normal. <laughs> it's completely normal. Nothing racist. Well, they also
4: be- used to be. I think is it Robinson or Robertson? There's a comp- there's a brand of jam.
0: Uh, gollywog jam
4: That has a, I think it's called Robinson or Robertson I can't remember which Robinson I think And it has Until very recently Had a picture of a gollywog On the jar And it was like a big thing When they got rid of it <laughs> And I'm talking <laughs> recently I, I mean like well,
0: were, were people in England In like an uproar about this There were
4: people like, who were like oh, I just giving in To the political <laughs> cor- Politically correct brigade <laughs>
0: Just because a racist character, <laughs> a racist caricature on yeah. your fucking, you're using to advertise your product.
4: Yeah, which, by the way, like, it still tastes the same. Like, it's <laughs> like, you're not losing the jam. It still tastes of black currant and sugar. Like, it's still like...
0: You just don't need the racist caricature. You can just come up with another logo. Yeah. It, you it's know, like, it's not that difficult.
4: Exactly. Yeah, like But yeah, there are people who are like... Oh, well, we're lo- losing our heritage. We're losing. Our is this the hill you want to die on? Is this is this the battle this you're the that battle? desperate yeah. to fight? Because what are you losing in this one? Because there is a substantial populate part of f- population of the country who will see this and go like, "Oh, that's a racist us <laughs> <laughs> on a spread."
0: Yeah, you, know, you, you might be surprised. On some to, surprised to hear this, but I grew up in South Africa, and believe it or not. The gollywog was also very popular in really? South Africa. Surprisingly, really? yeah. In the 80s, 70s, South Africa, gollywog, very popular uh, doll.
4: A place where... <laughs> but that, I mean, that's different because there everyone really did get on. So that was just a... Uh... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, when we moved there, I remember uh, my mom just kind of was like, oh, this someone gave us this doll. And it's like, here you go. And I was like... It's weird looking. I, at the time, I didn't think it was racist. I was just kind of like, it's this weird looking, kind of yeah. cool looking doll. Like he had like a striped pants on, like very hip. Like
4: I um, uh, one of my first jobs as a teenager, I worked in uh the toy department of a department store. Uh, it's a uh, Harrods. Uh, John Lewis is the department oh, okay. store, and it's a, it's a chain that's all around Britain. Uh, it's it's sort of semi. I guess it's sort of. I mean, everyone went there because it was in Watford, uh, which is a pretty cross section of the country, a cross section demographic. But it, like John Lewis is sort of middle classish, um, and there was one day I was in I was in the dolls section, and this pretty there was this middle class like young daughter and a mum, and couldn't have said this in a louder voice. And this is just a, <laughs> like it's awful, but also just the, the sheer embarrassment on the mum's part. The kid was like was like a kid, a young young kid, uh, and. Uh, like, barely out of being a baby. And the kid, just in the loudest voice, went, Mommy, why is this Dolly black?
0: <laughs> is it because it's dead? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God, that's grim. Uh, what did the mom say? Well,
4: I, she sort of whipped the kid out of that place as quickly as possible. I was like, well, oh, some children are different from other children, and some people have different color skin. And <laughs> 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 You know, that just yeah. perfectly naive... Utterly innocent but awful thing That kids can sometimes do Just a
0: terrible thing to say Yeah just the worst
4: thing but with no understanding That that was terrible
0: Uh, Anyway um we got to move on to news, but we're kind of yes. running out of time. So we have time for one news story. So All right, do cool. Real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, it, we it, was, it was difficult this week because there was a lot of stuff in the news. You know, Trump claiming he's being wiretapped by Obama to like, I don't know if you heard about the Nicki Minaj, Remy Ma feud that's going I on right now. I saw a
4: headline and I don't know enough about, <laughs> I know who Nicki Minaj is. I don't know enough about...
0: I you know I didn't know anything about it, but now I'm fascinated with it. Right. It's like this whole rivalry, and I I just always thought like, what is the thought process behind a diss track? Like, what makes a good diss yeah, track? I'm
4: always I'm always slightly suspicious about like, do I, do they really have beef, or do they both need some PR, some
0: publicity? Yeah, and this is like manufactured beef. Because I was you know I, I
4: this isn't my world, but I was a. I was a British kid in the 90s and I remember the whole Oasis Blur thing and <laughs> and I remember them releasing Country House and Roll With It on the same day and that being like a, the battle of the <laughs> bands who's going to hit number one. And I don't think either... I, don't, I think it was entirely manufactured by the record companies because... Everyone who was an ally, you know, everyone who had an allegiance to either band, like, rushed out and bought that. Yeah, like, I was
0: about to say, like, who chose, which side were you on?
4: I, well, I was a Londoner, so, and I, I feel like to, so I ended up, I don't know whether it was just because I was a Londoner, but Blur is the side I ended up on. <laughs> but even the fact that that's a thing, that I ended up on, like, I like both bands. <laughs> I don't know Pulp. If you're really asking about Britpop, yeah, like, yeah, that was yeah. my go-to. Over Pulp
0: is. If, I still listen to Pulp. I don't great. really listen to Oasis or Blur all that much. Blur,
4: Blur recently, about two years ago, maybe played the Hollywood Bowl, but because they never really broke big in the UK, it was very like it wasn't even full, and there yeah, I was t- to
0: say, It was sparsely attended. Like it, who did, it was that's a huge venue. It
4: was like two thirds full, oh, but okay. but still, considering like in Britain. Every one of their last five or six albums got were like number one albums. Like they've sold millions of records in the UK. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Um, and like when they reformed, I saw them at Glastonbury, and they, you know, they oh, well, packed yeah, out cool. the main arena, the the main hill. Uh, but it was kind of. But I was like, I still like, I loved that concert. I loved that show. It was still. Yeah, I was knew that every called song like shoegaze
0: music? What was that? What was that term? For back that was in the, like the, the, that was the Britpop. They, yeah, Brit like, they were like they were like full
4: on. Like I guess yeah. Which what do, British indie rock?
0: What about that band, uh, Bittersweet Symphony? The Verve. The Verve. Were they in the in the mix? Yeah, there? they put them
4: in kind of the same era. But they, they weren't at the they same were level, though. Of like Oasis. No, no, but those were the sort of two biggest. But and then there was like Suede. Suede. London
0: Suede. Yeah.
4: Uh, uh yeah
0: get some good bands back then actually it, i still kind of like that music it's like then then you had like the new order spaceman three and all that stuff
4: yeah the sort of man or manchester is yeah, the rock. hacienda lot
0: yeah 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 happy mondays um, happy mondays yeah there's a good there's a 24-hour party people Dan yeah i film it, yeah. about that about that era um but yeah so so sick and wrong like i'm, I'm going through here trying to find news stories and uh there's all this stuff going on Did you hear like uh joe biden's son is dating his dead brother's wife. Yeah. Very weird. And so I'm like, you know what? I got to pick this. I got to pare this down. And now, because we're kind of running out of time, I was like, yeah, I got one story to do. And we do the hard-hitting relevant news here on this show. Of course. So this is the story we're going to do. You might have heard about this one. It's a big one. Body of man smothered to death by own porn collection discovered six months later. Did you hear about this?
4: I didn't hear about that, and this I'm guy, shocked because was... you'd think that would be on the cover of the New York Times.
0: <laughs> you, this, yeah, it's like you know, sure, Trump says Obama's like been uh, yeah, you know yeah, wired yeah, and blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. But this guy died by porn, <laughs> he... and not by like you know masturbating to porn for like thirty hours and not eating or whatever, and dying. He of, was like, crushed a heart by his own collection crushed by his own collection.
4: Which, by the way, firstly. Who even nowadays has a physical
0: collection? That, very. That's that's a very good point. That's a salient point. Because Crushed was, by my I'm...
4: collection would be like, you know, one external hard drive.
0: <laughs> and even then, it's Six like... Six thumb how drives. Ma- how many people even co- collect porn on a hard drive or download porn? You just can go to like a tube site. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I've
4: like... like, got a few favorites saved or whatever. But like, yeah, generally...
0: But to, but to, to have a six-ton porn collection 6 tons wow 6 metric tons 13228 pounds of porn see i'd put him more as a hoarder than a porn enthusiast there <laughs> like he there's, is a, 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 there's porn a different hoarder, pathology
4: yes. going on there
0: a porter exactly is what it's called like um, those could you, what, just as
4: easily have been like time magazines or <laughs> readers digest or whatever
0: but it's just cooler cuz it was porn that's why it's it exactly newsworthy. what do you think his nationality is if you had to make one one stab just a guess oh good question i'll give you a hint i would guess japanese Oh my God, how would you know that? That's Did I get amazing. One? Yeah, I was going to give you a hint not from Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, a Japanese man, a lonely Japanese man who amassed more than six tons of porn died when a huge pile of magazines fell on top of him. Ooh. Not videos, not DVDs, magazines.
4: Wow. We, the reason I guess Japanese is because when they do, they go, like, they commit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. It, there's, there, a, there's dedication with the Japanese. There
4: is. There's dedication. There's honor. <laughs> if someone decides that's my thing, if I, like I'm gonna be a porn collector, I'm gonna be the best porn collector. <laughs> I'm gonna take this as seriously.
0: But you, you know, it's weird. But trying to visualize like this man's this man's domicile. It's like in J- in Japan. You know, a lot of you buy like a tiny studio, and you, you live in a studio. Like that's that's as much as you can afford in Tokyo, right? So this guy probably his entire living space was porn.
4: Yeah, he was probably like yeah, six tons of porn. Sleeping in a cubicle made like an <laughs> archway of porn. I
0: the wonder key, if he the had keystone
4: <laughs> the key the key magazine fell out.
0: I wonder if that's what it was. Like he was trying to go find his favorite issue of Swank from like you know 1987, and he was pulling yeah. it out really carefully Fully, Did it and say... And next thing you know, just crushed.
4: Were there any details as to his... Uh his preference? Did it say what his porn predilections were, or did it just? It, it say It did gener- not
0: go into his uh, his his porn predilection. Because that, just that's what magazines. I want to know. I
4: want to know, like, is it just what is he into? Is it all porn? <laughs> is it generic porn? Is it just your go-to? Well, with six tons of
0: porn, t- you can go. You can get too specific with some with a particular kind of that's fetish. That's true. I, I mean, yeah. He's, he's got to be like just a uh, you know. He's uh, got to have at least all a few the porn, kinks yeah. rather
4: than just one. And it, he's either got to be into something pretty mainstream, or. All we'll like collect a few that much. niches.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Um, and even more tragically, the man's body was only discovered six months later. So six months later when his uh, landlord entered the flat to find out why the rent had not been paid. Which is kind of amazing. Six months... Like my landlord starts sending me nasty notes after two days. Yeah, I could imagine sick. Well, in L.A., I guess uh, you know, but Japan apparently you can. But I kill
4: pay eventually.
0: <laughs> it's fine once
4: he's cleared all those flies that are buzzing around his apartment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the guy ended up uh, going in there and being like, "Holy shit! There's a lot of porn in here," and uh, they didn't even know where he was. And so uh, his death was revealed by a member of the cleaning team who said his company had been hired to remove the magazines discreetly in a way that would not be noticed by neighbors or the man's family to save oh, them from the shame.
4: So they, he went in there and just assumed like, Oh, he's just skipped skipped town town, and left nothing but six tons of porn behind. (laughs) (laughs) And because it's Japan, they have to remove the porn discreetly under cover of darkness so that no one sees the shameful... Yeah,
0: I wonder what they did, like hollowed out a Hello Kitty doll and just shoved a bunch of porn and being like, nothing going on here, we're just moving some Hello Kitty dolls.
4: This man seems to have... 50 copies of the same New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> They're just walking out with the same one again and again.
0: <laughs> just refilling you know, it, recovering it, coming out again. It made me think about something. Do you have a death pact with somebody? Like my, my co-host, I have a death pact with him. Oh, uh, Harrison. Like- and this is something that I could see happening to Harrison because Harrison's into some weird shit. He's in rehab right now, but I'm sure he's like freaking out because he hasn't had his porn collection. This guy does collect porn. Right. And But he's into like weird fetish stuff. But he's um, like,
4: but this is a death pack as in, if I suddenly get hit by a car, you will delete my history, delete your history, throw away the toys, throw away the
0: hard drives, go in there, grab his brief, his uh, suitcase of toys, and just before his family finds it. Yeah, and so that's why I wonder, like, with this guy, I
4: don't, I don't have one of those packs. I'm just like, oh, I, uh, I
0: guess, I guess with me, because I live with my girlfriend, she's just gonna have to do it. It yep. just, it, just hide it from my sister. I yep. don't want my sister to find it. My brother, I don't care. That guy's into way weirder shit than I'll ever <laughs> be into. But like, yeah, just don't let my sister see my uh, porn search terms. I just, don't, I just don't want her to see my history. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I wonder if this guy had something similar. But I couldn't even imagine that. It's like, if you, you know, he's, that's your bro, whatever. He's just like, if I die, you just got to go and hide my porn. And he, the guy dies, you go into his room and you're like, holy shit. You have six tons of porn in here.
4: <laughs> that's an investment. That's a that's a lot of money as well.
0: Well, if you don't have a family and you
4: just you yeah, know, I guess you don't have friends dead. either. If you if you have no one who would notice, if there's no one who would notice that you haven't been around for six months, yeah. then maybe you're not playing that mu- You're not spending that
0: much money on dining out. <laughs> you know, Yeah, I don't think this guy is like on your, Tinder going on dates. Yeah, your monthly you restaurant,
4: know? your monthly. You're, it, it, you're not splashing out on, like, boat rides down the river.
0: It was unclear if he had suffered a heart attack and fallen into the stacks of magazines, which had then fallen on top of him, or whether he had just been crushed by the mass of paper. Like, maybe it's like, you know, he put his newest magazine on top, and that was it.
4: <laughs> yeah, he was playing porn Jenga <laughs> his whole life.
0: But the cleaner said that if he was still conscious, the paper probably would have muffled his cries. Which right, is yeah, yeah a terrible way to go he's
4: almost living in like a porn wasp's nest <laughs>
0: like, it's, just... <laughs> it is, it's kind of a, it's like a hive of porn yeah you know if your uncle happened to be into like hoarding porn as a was a porn hoarder would you still go over to his place and hang out
4: uh well yeah
0: no <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it's like I understand he's a family member I would have been like this is weird you know I don't want to go over here but yeah, you know that's a, that's a lot of porn <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm glad we're in like the digital era, era, and I don't need to have a porn stash, you know, because I used to. We all did. I mean, yeah. how old are you? You're I'm 36. Okay, so you're kind of of that age where it's like you started, you know? Yeah, I
4: never. Ha- I had like a couple of magazines, but I never really. I, I, I get... had a
0: few magazines. I never had videos.
4: Yeah, I never. I never had videos. I never had like VHSs, except like I had like when I was a kid, things like. Uh, like a couple of movies that were broadcast on like late night cable that had tits in them and stuff that I'd, <laughs> I taped slyly off the TV. Like, Revenge
0: I, of the Nerds. I remember I watched that one scene multiple yeah, times. I had like a few Russ
4: Meyer films.
0: Oh wow, now that's a score. Yeah, yeah, I would have been into that. I, I just had the uh, airplane, the one movie, the one oh, scene yeah, of airplane one scene, with the yeah. tits, which I would just watch on slow motion.
4: They used to, be, didn't they? Used to be like a book and a website that would tell you like. Where to freeze frame yeah, each Mr. Movie. Skin. There we go.
0: Mrskin.com. I remember that. Actually, we tried to get that guy on the show not too long ago. Is I was it? like, is that guy still around? <laughs> <laughs> what, what a service he's doing for mankind.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird, because like, I think the rest of the internet's probably killed Mr. S- <laughs> the thing that made him also broke him.
0: Yeah. I remember when uh, I moved uh, to to, uh, San Francisco from Chicago, I had that porn stash because I I didn't know what to do with it. It was just always in my box. I kept my my receiver from a stereo in. And so I had this like box of, you know, probably 20 magazines, 10 magazines that just had forever. And so I was thinking, maybe I should just toss it. But then I was thinking, you know what? I'm kind of doing a disservice to people by just tossing it in the trash. What I should do is go put it in a park somewhere, like in the woods, so yeah. some other like you know preteen or twelve year old girl do walk they by. Even do that now? Though? I don't know, but I remember that's how I found my first porn.
4: Yeah, is that even a thing though? Now, like I think you know, I think most people who are...
0: well, no, you wouldn't need to because yeah. you just go into like you know ujiz.com dot com or something.
4: Exactly, <laughs> and you find some way around it.
0: But I remember as a kid finding like a you know a box of dirty magazines in the woods and being like. It's the Leprechaun's gold. Uh, there are also clippings from erotic magazines where it appeared the man had cut out his favorite articles. It's a voracious reader of poor uh, oh, titles. So maybe
4: he was into it for the articles.
0: <laughs> Not just the pictures. And he, had, and he had thrown away the rest of the magazine. But despite the trimming, the time of his death, the collection weighed in at six metric tons
4: holy cow good for yeah, him
0: very very uh very impressive collection there he
4: died doing what he loved <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway you got to get to the magic cast we had time for one story we have phone calls coming up next people with uh with a vegan black metal chef um but uh matt thanks for being on the show thank you so and much for
4: having me it's been a joy i want
0: to promote your your podcast is uh, uh probably science probably science and as a weekly
4: thing we go it goes out weekly we go through the weekend science news with comedians Sometimes we have real scientists on, but most of the time we don't, hence the probably in the title.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. What's your website, dude? Uh,
4: just Matt Kir- I'm Matt Kirshen on everything. Uh, K-I-R-S-H-E-N. But if you Google anything vaguely close to it, yeah. it's a weird enough name that Google gets me.
0: <laughs> uh, Not going to be mistaken uh, yeah, for Gallagher. So like I'm, I'm
4: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but I already do that
0: very much. <laughs> oh, yeah snapchat but I never do that alright well, we can find out about upcoming shows alright well do thanks that. for being on the show man
4: hey thanks so much for having me uh, it was a joy yeah
0: we'll have to do it again sometime I'd love
4: to
1: hey guys it's me Stephen I'm a huge fan of your show thanks to your awesome coupon code diddle I can buy myself loads of good sex toys since both of my wives died and my Logaritan's disease got pretty bad let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring but thanks to AdamandEast.com and coupon code Diddle D-I-D-D-L-E I am now a new man
0: so we got a few phone calls to get to Uh people remember you can call the sticker on our hotline at 323-522-4032 we have a vegan black metal chef hanging out here to answer some phone calls here's call number one
3: hey D Harrison it's uh Michigan boy aka reverse Randy Newman aka misshapen boy did I ever tell you guys about when I was at Lake Sheboygan and I found five bucks in my shoe? It was crazy. I found like five bucks in my shoe.
0: <laughs> this guy's obviously not crazy uh <laughs> there's a guy that calls a show he's got like um he's from Michigan he calls himself Michigan boy, and we we have a Michigan few other names. boy yeah we call him misshapen boy or reverse Randy <laughs> Newman. I, I, I don't know. There's a bunch of different names. But this dude, his his stories are exactly like this. They'll be like this really long-winded story. They'll be like, yeah, and I, I, I found five bucks in my shoe and then I went over and I bought a 40 and I drank a 40. And then it, it all it around. all
2: relates to like some solution to the Middle East crisis.
3: <laughs> that he comes like, up God, with brilliantly. Actually Harrison. <laughs> um, I forget how that guy's Anyway, I wanted to call give you an update. This week, it's the third week, of my trials and tribulations, did a week in detox with a lot of red shirts. Red shirts are people from the East Coast who are doing fentanyl. They're basically ghosts and they're going to die anytime. Red shirts. And uh, last week, I was all up um, fucking up with people. This week, I'm a little fucking gloom, Norwegian black metal fucking death town. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I'm real tired of the fucking rules and regulations. I'm not even supposed to have this phone, but I did have swapped it out with it.
0: I think he had to like sneak the phone in his colon or something. Uh, they really yeah, they're really strict there.
3: I'm not. I, it's probably a phone that's
2: just uh, has the candy inside. It's not actually. <laughs> it's a phone. not a real phone. Yeah.
3: Changeling, yeah. uh, and I, uh, I it, basically all every I, I knew there was a reason I'd watched all every single fucking episode of Hogan's Heroes and read some Hogan's Heroes fan fiction, in which Colonel Clink like realizes that he's on the losing side of history that was a thing it was an actual thing um cause I got like a radio in the coffee pot and I got the, like the blind spots on the cameras and it's like a whole fucking thing <laughs> and the fact that I have to do this irritates the shit out of me and I know exactly what I'm cause they have to check in with me every 30 minutes cause I'm like I don't fucking suicide watch or jackass Jesus. you know
0: this is kind of sounding like uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or something, this doesn't is, uh, it?
2: This is something. I mean... He's got to grab a water. I he's got to he,
0: befriend a large Native American who can just rip off the, 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 the drinking fountain and just throw it through a window and escape. You could probably talk for 24 hours straight.
5: <laughs>
0: well, it's funny because I think this dude, uh, Harrison, is sort of... De- well, it's, it's weird because this was like... So this a week ago. So maybe a week ago, he was in like his suicidal depression state or whatever. And um, but then now it's like he's texting me like, oh, yeah, there's all these hot chicks in here. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with this. This makes it sound a lot more grim, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Jackass surveillance or something. I don't know what I'm on. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. they check in with me. to have to look. So it's like, it's like clockwork. You know, it's like the Jack the Ripper patrol. And I know exactly when they're going to walk by. So I, you know. Can cut out vaginas or whatever, you know, in a certain amount of time. I need to do it.
2: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know um, exactly. I do uh, this all I the think time. I
3: could do that. That's something I could do to pass the time, I guess. Uh, no, I can't because there's very few people here. It's it's uh, it's sick and it's wrong and it's lonely and I'm in rehab and uh, I will be out fucking soon. The only reason I actually almost left the other day, the only reason I didn't, is because if I do, they get money for the entire 30 days. And I'm so much of a fucking Jew that the idea of somebody <laughs> getting money that they don't really earn. I think you can leave time. but you got to put the money up front. And make them feed me because the food's pretty goddamn good, i got to say. Um, keep sick, keep it wrong, Harrison.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's like a, if they offer vegan entrees in rehab. Oh, I'm sure in an LA rehab, there's got to be they, some they vegan do. everything here. Well, I've heard you can meet, like, uh, like that's, I don't know about, I haven't talked to Harrison. How
2: much does it cost to live in rehab? Is it cheaper than getting an apartment? <laughs> you
0: know, it's fucking crazy expensive. It's like five uh, grand a week.
2: Oh, that's, that's yeah, a little bit surprising. Yeah,
0: he had to, I don't, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly how much he spent, but it was a lot of money. He only had to put, like, five grand down, but the rest was, like, paid through some kind of state or some some kind of fundraising thing or Medicaid or something. But yeah, it's like it's expensive. Oh wow! So, and I wonder how many times people get out of rehab and how long they last before they have to go back.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, what do they do? They chain you to a bed and uh, don't let you do your drugs.
0: Yeah, until you just finally sweat and piss and shit it out, and yeah. then you're just like, I'm a new person. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's Cheaper just to go to jail, isn't it? Yeah, you know that's the thing. I was I was saying to him before. I was like, dude, why don't you just go try to rob a bank or something? Just yeah, go away yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. bit. Or just do do a minor crime, just the same a minor thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, know, although they probably don't even throw you in jail for anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know how they handle that with it. Although, uh, <laughs> downtown? I used to live downtown L. A. They will arrest you for jaywalking. Oh wow! Yeah, it depends on how many times you get caught jaywalking. But I I got caught jaywalking with my girlfriend. Like, it was crazy because like right up the street, you see, because downtown L. A. There's a lot of crackheads. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of homeless people. Homeless people walking back and forth across the street. We walked, like, there was no cars coming. They like don't get arrested. 3 o'clock in a day. Yeah, because we can pay the $200 <laughs> fine. Yeah, It's crazy. Be careful jaywalking downtown. Um. All right, well, Harrison, uh, we'll be back on the show next week. Um. So uh, we'll, we'll actually get to hear from him. So uh, here's another guy that called in, English guy.
5: Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is Waxer from the UK. Um. First off... um. Harrison, I hope you managed to unfuck yourself, uh, and that you come back to the show fit and strong and healthy, and ready to um, the fans tear care about that them. motherfucker's face off who rang in the show. Which is why I'm ringing because I'm fucking irritated. That cunt who rang up, right, and it was talking about reggae. That muppet, right. So you then came back and said something about. Uh, Dee said something about white people doing reggae, right? Well, let me.
0: Are you a reggae fan? I'm not a reggae fan. I have never liked reggae. It's probably one of my least favorite music. Eh, it's better than maybe contemporary like, country music. Contemporary country music is pretty bad.
2: I don't even know if I know a contemporary country song. I mean, yeah. maybe I
0: like like two or three Bob Marley songs. That's that, like that, the extent of the it. thing. Two or three Bob Marley. If I had to choose Bob Marley or like Toby Keith or something. I don't even it's know who like Toby Keith is. He's one, yeah, or Keith Urban or any of those mm. uh, contemporary country any music Keith? people. Um, I'd prefer to go with with Bob Marley, but if I had to like choose <laughs> you know like Dark Throne or Bob Marley, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking choosing Bob Marley, yeah. yeah, so anyway, we some guy called in and talked about reggae, and I was just like going off about how much I hate reggae, but it's worse when you have white dudes doing reggae like sublime or something <laughs> i'm not a I'm not really a sublime fan and, that, uh, that, I,
2: although I do I guess I do like their uh smoke two joints cover yeah that's not bad is that a cover uh i think it's a cover is it i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah did, I did think bob marley right. do it originally uh, it's someone that sounds a
0: whole lot like bob marley and you'd think that it was bob marley but i don't think it's actually bob marley you know uh sublime is revered in southern california so it's like if you start talking shit about sublime it's like sacrilege people will freak out on you oh yeah uh, right. apparently the uh i forget the guy na- the guy's name the lead singer that died or that Odied or whatever. He's buried somewhere in Long Beach. And it's like Jim Morrison's grave. It's like covered in gifts and kisses. And yeah, like his tombstone. People go there, like make pilgrimages to go to drop off a gift at this, the Sublime Singer's go grave.
2: smoke two joints on his
0: gravestone? Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. But I, I, I just don't get it. So this is the, whole, the whole idea of 311. I think that music is is some of the most horrible music I've ever heard. It's like the. Do you, you know Neil Hamburger? No. He's got a joke What's worse than 9 11? 311 um, But yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I probably t- said that last week, which is why this guy's calling in.
5: Tell you something. White people, I think I'll go one step beyond that. White people with fucking dreadlocks really, really just need to be. There needs to be some kind of, like a mosquito or something that can carry some kind of poison that only affects white people with dreadlocks. They don't need to exist. I have no more to offer The Sick and Wrong Hotline Than please Discuss this And formulate some kind of eradication Purity for white people With fucking dreadlocks Cunts Take it easy I, th-
2: I think white people with dreadlocks Does look pretty good In the industrial scene actually
0: You know I want to say Okay I'm, I, Let me, He calls in for part two Then I'm going to
5: comment Hi It's Max again I just, just realized. See, don't I remember you so say something about you having dreadlocks at some point in your life? You cunt. Love you.
0: So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You, you totally defended me. I had dreadlocks in the '90s because I was really into fucking skinny puppy and ministry, and that was the look back then. Yeah, yeah, I I think it. I think it looks
2: really cool. I mean, you're either gonna get dreadlocks or you're gonna get like synth dreadfalls. So I mean, (laughs) what are synth
0: dreadfalls?
2: That's like the crazy things that the uh, that the chicks wear with like it's like um oh like sort of like it's like like uh it's like a long sort of hair dreadlock thing, but it could be little tubes and it could be like It's like shit's braided into your hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's like a headpiece or like, or or you can put it in your hair, like, uh, like, like braided into your hair. Uh, one way or another it's gonna get well, there
0: well the thing is with me it was like in the 90s all my friends had long hair I wanted long hair but I have a Jew fro my hair grows into a big <laughs> massive fro so the only way I could I could get long hair is just by dreading it and uh, so it's like okay. I grew well, it up like, I Practical. grew it up for like two years and then uh, my girlfriend dreaded it and I had the and I'd dye them like i dime crazy colors like black and purple and shit and then it was just black just dark black sure. and so I used to wear it with like uh, with like a black do-rag thing you know and then our bandana and just dreads back, and that's just kind of how everybody looked like that in yeah. the industrial scene yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. you know. So that's why I kind of feel like there's a difference between white guys that were into industrial music that had dreadlocks versus white dudes that are listening to like fucking Counting Crows and Sublime with dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, people say, oh, dreadlocks,
2: cultural appropriation, but uh, I mean, it's fucking hairstyle. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how far I'd go with that. Have like, you ever
0: had dreads? I've we never have had long dreads. Hair. You have like, yeah, like normal hair. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I, my hair is
0: pretty curly. and uh, but, um, but no, I've, I've never had dreads. Uh, well, the, the thing is, in hindsight, I never would have had dreads had I known that like people go bald from that shit. Because, like, your your hair is bound so tight that it pulls it out. So, uh, oftentimes, a lot of people have dreads for, like, 12 years or something. I had dreads for seven years. Oh, wow. And they're long and heavy. And I, it's, I heard, like, when you cut them, it's like your, your top of your hair is really thin and it's bald. Had I known that, I definitely wouldn't have done that because I'm, like, <laughs> fucking 40 years old. You want to hold on to your hair if you have any at my age. Uh, yeah, either
2: that or, I mean, there's other people that are, like, 40 or so and they have just, like, a few dreads just a and couple like seconds like i mean like the they've got like like six dreads but they're all down to like down their back and
0: uh yeah you and just kind of like hanging out in the back kind of like yeah, a dread yeah, ponytail yeah yeah yeah, yeah i totally. always find it funny when you see like some dude at old uh like some old industrial dude that still has kept his dreads from the 90s you're just like <laughs> holy shit dude that's fucking hardcore but the thing is with dreads and I realized this after the fact, but it's like, I still fucking like them. I mean, I had them for a long time. Easy hair to have, never have to comb it. But it always smells like a bathroom towel. It smells towel. bad. Yeah, it, smells it doesn't bad. matter how many times you wash your hair. Yeah. You could use fucking any kind of scented shampoo. It's still going to smell yeah. like an old bathroom get towel. Some, get some dread funk yeah. going on. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a funky thing. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for sharing there, English guy that hates dreadlocks. Uh, Harrison had dreads too, by the way. Uh last call here is a guy who um has a question for us.
1: What's up you queef suckers? It's the guy who tried to kill himself a couple times calling in because you guys sparked my uh brain to think about uh if you were to kill yourself, D, I hope you I hope you do. And uh Harrison, if you were going to, how would you do it and why? Uh this year alone, I've tried to kill myself seven times. I put a gun in my mouth. I drank a cup and a half of bleach, Seven which is not nine. enough bleach. You have to drink a whole bottle, apparently. Um, uh, That's
0: got to be one of the worst ways
2: to go. Drink a apple, whole bottle of bleach? Or maybe it's worse to drink some bleach and not
0: die. Yeah, because then you uh, got to live with I, like, I, your, was, your, your internal organs just being
2: burned I out. I didn't even know you could drink any amount of bleach and not die
0: yeah i actually I figured even if you drank a little bit, it would just like burn a hole through your stomach. This is or busting myths like uh
2: <laughs> like I thought gas cans would like automatically blow up if they caught on fire, and at this party, I saw that they didn't wait wait if you lit a match near like 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 if you have like a portable gas can filled with gasoline and you're trying to start back up a bonfire and so you're pouring gasoline on it and the can and the fire goes straight up the thing and into the can the can catches on fire you'd think they you drop I it, it would and it'd or it's just something explode. yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> <Or> does it <laughs> just fall over it's and just gas is burning everywhere but like wow. uh, it doesn't uh, we were all waiting for the explosion and didn't Bad, happen news
0: to me yeah. wow were you in someone's <laughs> living room or were you actually this, had like a this party was a outside backyard. Yeah. okay <laughs>
2: backyard <laughs> but we ran behind their uh, their little um screen porch area uh, it had a little bit of a barrier, not just the screen. Got a screen. Kind of peeking up over it behind the barrier, wait for this gas can to explode. Cause,
3: uh, <laughs> is this a bunch of black metal dudes at a party? It's like,
2: <laughs> let's light something on fire. <laughs>
3: cool.
2: Good so, idea. This wasn't on purpose. We were, we were trying to start up, get the fire bigger. And the, you saw the some fire, on it. fire go straight up the gas, like uh, like as you're pouring gasoline out, the fire is going right up the trail of gasoline that's pouring out, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. But wow. um, yeah, but yeah, the the, the can didn't explode, and we we're all like, well, that was a little anticlimactic. Doing but,
1: it for science, yeah. it's like Mythbusters. A whole bunch of trazodone, um, a whole bunch of heroin. And, uh, combinations of the, those, uh, there and, and, And uh, thankfully, I guess I'm still here, but, uh, you guys were talking about that guy (laughs) who shot himself in the chest with a fucking, uh, flare gun. And I wanted to know what, what way would you do it? And D please, please, uh, get some ideas. All right. Fuck you guys later.
0: Wow, dude, you've tried to kill yourself seven times and it hasn't worked. What's you know? Now I can understand why he wants to kill himself. <laughs> You're
3: failing yeah, I, I, even at
0: killing yourself. Yeah, Come on, dude. Like, oh man.
2: Like it's not I, that hard. No, I mean you could look at it either you failed to kill yourself or you've you've accomplished uh, living like through things that you should probably <laughs> not live through.
0: I mean, there's myriad ways to kill yourself. There's so many different ways to kill yourself. A lot of, I mean, a lot of them are much less painful than drinking a yeah.
2: fucking bottle of bleach. They'll put a gun in your mouth and let's, let's, let's say he actually pulled the trigger and, <laughs> and shot like half his work. face off and, uh, and it didn't, he didn't die. And you're just left with a hole in your face and like, you can't eat solid food anymore
0: that's that's the reason why i wouldn't do the uh the the shotgun in the mouth or anything like that yeah you you have to go with something bigger gauge and you know i would (laughs) what i would probably do if i ever wanted to kill myself and why am i going to kill myself you want the answer why because of people like you calling this show that's the main reason why i (laughs) want to kill myself but um if i if i were to kill myself which i'm not planning on doing anytime soon um i would probably just do like the drink a bottle of jack daniels and take a bunch of painkillers it, doesn't that seem like the least painful way to go?
2: Yeah, I mean, painkillers like kind of by definition would
0: be pretty not painful, hopefully. And I like whiskey, so I think it's like the two and the, the combination would work out well for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you might have to do something to like get rid of the the vomit response, but uh, Oh yeah. Cuz your your you're body your body, your body, your body kind of knows to when it. you're yeah. like poisoning yourself, but I mean, it's uh that that that's definitely I I don't even know how I'd kill myself. Uh, I, I mean, if you know, I've I've thought about it, and it's like I'm going gonna... a blaze of glory somehow. Somehow, yeah, doing doing something that like I really want to do to. Like light help yourself animals on or fire. help others or no, not even light myself on fire. Maybe well, like, just like at a Taylor like, Swift like, show or suicide something. Suicide mission more than like oh, okay. killing wow. myself. So wait, you would like go and take out like a fucking uh, slaughterhouse or something? <laughs> I like, don't free know. the animals. Well, uh, it's, uh, yeah, so, I, and uh, free free some animals somehow. Free some <laughs> free some like
0: human sex slaves or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, I can see of, that some kind of suicide mission. Well, but that's kind of like a, that's a virtuous goal though. I mean, you actually yeah. Like me, I'm just kind of like. Yeah, oh, fucking I'm done I'm just gonna get some whiskey and some fucking I don't know Trezodone or whatever but yeah that, that's the thing it's like people that are like hanging themselves or uh, uh, slicing their wrists it's like I think you're just you gotta flair for the dramatic like you want people to find you in a bathtub just filled with blood and you're just like I'm dead because you wanna do I, I don't wanna do that Yeah, I don't wanna yeah. inflict more pain on my loved ones There is a guy this is uh, when I lived in Michigan. I forget his name right now, but he was just kind of one of those dudes. Like I remember in high school being like, "Dude, I bet you'd kill yourself before the age of 30. He just had this like he was always depressed. Not an attractive fella. Not a very talented or intelligent fellow. So it's like you, you know the guy's just not going not not going to go far in life. But anyway. You hope he doesn't breed. Um, he worked at this like restaurant. It was like a chicken restaurant. They served, it was kind of a famous one. It's called Zenders in Frankenmuth, Michigan. And it's a big tourist destination. That whole town is like a little German town. And so I, apparently, as the story goes, this dude came home from work one day and found one of the, and he was like a chef or, or maybe he's the host or, or manager of this restaurant. And he, yeah, that's he was the manager of the restaurant. Came home and he found like the chef fucking his wife. In their trailer. She was like "Bone his wife. Oh, nice. And so he was like, you know, what the fuck? The chef beat the shit out of him. And then he went and slept in the car. And then after that, the chef kind of moved in. And they all lived in the house. But he had to sleep on the couch. And then he just eventually was like, I'm moving out. And then he just... And he had to work with the guy, too. And he just kind of lived in his car for a little while. And then one day he was like, you know what? I'm ending it. And you know what he did? During, like, the lunchtime rush, he jumped off the second floor... And hung himself in the restaurant. Whoa, that's, hardcore! Uh, now that's, that's going that's, out that's, in like that's, a, yeah. That's going
2: out with a bang for sure. But, but uh,
0: yeah, but I was just kind of like he didn't even
2: get the revenge. He just uh, he just uh, well, I
0: mean, he probably fucked up their tips for the day. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the <laughs> chef uh, probably didn't get uh, tipped out. <laughs> Um. <laughs> if it was in L.A., people would have just thought it was part of a performance going to, on. Yeah, in L.A., people would have been clapping <laughs> and they're like, this is amazing. So realistic. <laughs> I'm coming here every lunch. But yeah, I think... Um, it's like yeah, the Alice Cooper restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe when you open up a vegan black metal restaurant, you could have, like, you know, fake suicides happening yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm Oh, man. A horror theme restaurant. I could see that being
2: uh, popular in I'd LA. go to a restaurant if I knew that someone was gonna, like, fake suicide at
0: 7 p.m. at, like, well, what if, what about 10 p.m.? What if you knew that it could happen <laughs> any between the hours of 7 or 8, but you have no idea what might happen? Like, it might be like a guar show. You're gonna be covered in blood and pus and cum. As long as I knew something was gonna happen, <laughs> I would show up. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Might I'd be interesting. I'd there if I knew something was gonna happen. You know, there's a lot of theme restaurants. Like, there's this restaurant I heard about in their been, but it's like... You're supposed to eat, and it's pitch black. Have you heard about that? No. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you go when you walk in, and they take sounds you to like your table. sounds like some bachelor apartment. They couldn't afford a light. <laughs> <laughs> they, they take you to your table. You're supposed to, like, it's everything's in the dark, and the waiters wear, like, infrared goggles. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I forget what it's called. They have one in L.A., they have one in San Francisco. Uh, there's everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet you it's like if you have, like, the fake suicide restaurant might be popular is that, never know how it's like happen. a liability if like the restaurant is in pitch black so i think that's why they have like the waiters and the hosts uh, like, you, and you like, sit down they bring out your food gotcha. and you're supposed to like you're supposed to experience what meal would be like if you were you know deprived of vision oh okay yeah. that maybe might yeah. i don't know i don't know if it's vegan though but who knows Close so your eyes for half the cost. <laughs> <laughs> People call the Sicker Wrong hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Best way to listen to the show is iTunes. Remember to subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate that; it helps us out. And you don't even have to buy anything; it's free. Um, also, if you do want to buy something, we, we appreciate that too. Just go to SickerWrongPodcast slash store, and there's a link to our cafe press. I think we also might have a couple small teas left too. Um, finally, here the Sicker Wrong song of the week. Uh, Brian, the vegan black metal chef, actually picked this out. A Demu Borgir song called uh, In Death's Embrace.
2: This is the song that uh, got me into playing keyboards in general. So it proved to me that piano was heavy as fuck.
0: It could be. And that's the thing. Like, that's that's the one thing about about metal. Because it's like a lot of those bands like Thrash. Like, I grew up like, you know, loving Slayer and Metallica. It's like... I couldn't imagine them introducing like a keyboard or any kind of synth sound. <laughs> but it was cool when all of a sudden like Emperor, you know, came about. And like these bands like De and it's like all of a sudden introducing this whole new element to metal. Yeah, which is, which is pretty rad. Anyway, we're going to end the show here with uh, De Gear song in Destin Brace. Brian, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. And uh, people, get a copy of the Satanic Spellbook off of Amazon or just do a search for uh, Vegan Black Metal Chef. And, uh, yeah, get a copy. Start Become a vegan. Change your life around. Don't kill yourself. Become a vegan.
1: Yes! <laughs> Minions of the world.
0: A metal vegan. All right, I'd like to thank Matt Kirshen, too, for everywhere. being on the show uh, and doing some news with us. We'll be back next week with Harrison, hopefully, uh, with episode 574. Until then, take it easy. you ever walked around on Rosh Hashanah on Melrose? No, I haven't. It's we're we're doing it this year. We're just kind of always take the day off of work and just do nothing. Yeah. We're walking around and like these uh, Hasids, like, like young guys coming up to you being like, hey, you Jewish? I was just like, uh, yeah. He's like, have you heard the shofar today? I was just like, uh, no. He's like, well, let me do it for you. And then it will just do a whole thing. Uh, and she was like, what is going on? I'm like, wow. Well, oh, wow.
4: I've been around that area before and had someone try to make me do tefillin. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: it's going to make you do it.
4: Yeah, because that's a because you know that's a mitzvah for them. If they go like, if they find a Jew and they can get persuaded Jew to <laughs> to lay to fill in, and I'm a, I'm always like,
0: I was I, trying to explain that last week on the podcast. Yeah, what to fill in? They just didn't. Could, couldn't grasp it because well, like, it's, it's weird like as hell. It's almost like you're like about to shoot up heroin or it's something. It's super
4: weird. Is this recording by the way? <laughs> yeah, develop, it well, is. yeah. Okay. This is this yeah, It's probably like is in the end. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, because it's like okay. So it's a small box that has. Is it like a verse of the Shema? It has a prayer inside it.
0: I don't know what it is. I think it
4: has. It has. There's a parchment inside it with some prayer or another, and then these leather straps. And you're meant to, to strap
0: to, around. And, and you're meant
4: to wrap them in a specific way that it makes a, le- a letter of the Hebrew
0: alphabet. Oh, is that what, that's yeah. what it is.
4: And then you wrap another, yeah, I think you make it like a shin. Yeah, that's like a on shin. The head. Yeah, and then another <laughs> box on your head. So it looks like, it looks, like, it looks mental. It does. It looks like you're sort of, it looks like you're shooting up, but at the same time, you're,
0: Wearing a bizarre, you're like, afraid of aliens. So you have like,
4: yeah, you're sticking something. There's like a second box that sticks on your head with like another leather strap that kind of tightens around. So it looks like a sort of you look like a unicorn with a stump cut with the, with the horn <laughs> cut off like the unicorn stump and then it and is, then you, it is bizarre and then you I, say the Shema, i think you, that's the prayer you meant to recite so wait, did the guy like
0: try to put it on you well or he didn't really? he
4: didn't physically uh, like he asked me he kept but oh okay i've and i've had that before. they do that um have you ever been to jerusalem because they have yeah. that at the wailing wall like they'll they'll not they'll have guys there with the tefillin and they'll be like hey are you jewish uh, I guess
0: that never happened to me. It didn't happen to me.
4: It's sort of, but it's a, it's a mitzvah for them. It's a good deed. Like that yeah. Same, to, with the, same with the show. Far,
0: right. why They do it, yeah. Uh,
4: and I'm always like, you know, i I I'm like. Are you Jewish? I go, Fair like, Jew. I was raised Jewish. I'm an atheist. And they go, like, well, why don't you do... It? And I'm, like, because I don't believe in this. And they're, like, but it doesn't... And then they go into the sort of Pascal's wager thing. They yeah, sort of yeah, go, yeah. like, well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't... If you don't, but you don't... But it doesn't do you any harm to do this. And I'm, and I'm like, well, I don't want to propagate bullshit. Uh,
5: and then, they must love they normally, that. Yeah. Yeah, and
4: they... Yeah, no offense, but I believe it to be bullshit and I don't want to propagate it. And then like, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm normally nice... I don't like to sort of throw it in someone's face... Just often they're young as well. Like, these I'm, guys are like twenty-two yeah, or those something. Those guys
0: on, yeah, are like in their late teens, early twenties, walking yeah. around the shofars. It's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a militant atheist. If someone wants to be Jewish or Christian or Muslim, whatever, yeah. go go. I think ahead. I
4: would. I think I would totally let someone blow the shofar at me if I was a, if I was a member. Ma- <laughs> ma- because ma- ma- they are like, okay, makes you feel good, makes you feel like you've done your good deed for the day. But at the same time, I don't think... The cost to me is not high. But I wouldn't go as far as...
0: No, wrapping me up in, like, leather bondage gear. And then saying a prayer that I believe to be (laughs) bullshit. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Although it'd make a hell of a selfie.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I, I bet... You know, I'm surprised there isn't more kind of, um more to f- i bet
0: to fill in to selfies? fill
4: bulge- well, in you- bondage i bet there's I've, you know what having said accept- i bet it exists i bet if right now i'm not in front of but i bet if you google to after the show i'm going
0: to look at to fill in bondage and i'm hoping uh because I, hope-
4: I bet because there's loads of like christian and particularly catholic oh yeah, bondage weird iconography no- yeah like stuff. weird
0: like uh you know nuns and priests yeah. i mean uh get people fetishized nazis it's like you know oh well, yeah I know Jews that fetishize Nazis.
4: Yeah, and the, you know there are absolutely, and there are there are black people who fetishize kind of slave yeah. slave dynamic. I mean, we it had, makes we had sense. a guy call
0: in last week talking about his uh, girlfriend likes him to dress up like uh, as if he's lynching her.
4: Yeah, I, I could, you know I can believe it because almost <laughs> I, feel like I could get into that. <laughs> well, it's kind of like because so many fetishes come from subverting a fear or a worry or anything. So it's almost yeah. like for every phobia, there's a failure. Exactly. Like, yeah. there, are, there are almost two sides of the same coin. Like, so there's, you know, people are people are afraid of Which, insects. Yeah. People are turned on by the idea of being submerged in insects, and the same goes for we're well, just talking about clowns off off mic before the show, and exactly, you know, <laughs> confined spaces. People are f- scared of confined spaces, but also people really get off and being wrapped up and that kind of thing. It's, yeah. It makes sense.
0: No, I, I agree. Every phobia so has its philia. Uh, yeah. Sibling. So, uh, <laughs> so, the idea of like not Jew, certain Jews having like
4: Nazi role play fantasies, absolutely, I get that, and uh, but I, I wonder if there's like sort
0: I, of to fill in
4: or rap or like Jewish I, clothing fetishists.
0: In theory, I think it's I think it's kind of cool, but it'd be I mean I think it's interesting. But I would be kind of freaked out if I was like if a girl came out and was just like, you gotta put on this SS uniform and then have yeah. the sex with me. I'd be like, okay, this is weird.
4: <laughs> that would definitely be a situation or like you know, the slave thing here, like if, <laughs> if I was with someone who wanted that, I'd be like There'd be a lot of pre-negotiation. There'd be a lot of conversation beforehand to go like, like, are you sure? And like, this is, talk me through what this does for you before I say these words, because I'm very uncomfortable about saying these words.
0: I'm changing the name of the show to Two Jewish Guys Talking About Nazi Sex. (laughs)